On today's Sports and Rec, we talk about the Super Bowl, catch up on the latest NBA news, give our takes on the Netflix series Full Swing, and make some predictions for Season 3 of Ted Lasso. Hope you enjoy the pod. Welcome to Sports and Rec. I'm Anthony Restivo alongside Casey McGarvey. Today is Wednesday, March 1st. It's been weeks. We'll quickly touch on the Super Bowl. Uh, we're not going to spend a lot of time there, but it's something we should probably address when usually one of the bigger sporting events. And you were in Philly for for this uh, this matchup. What what was the uh, scene like there? Give me the set the set the scene. I was hoping it was going to be way more wild. I was hoping we'd have a wild time on Broad Street after the game, but I'm pretty pretty docile after the loss. Um, not a lot of happy people um, after the holding call late in that game. Um, but I was an Eagles fan for the day. Did wear some green, supported the, the state's team. Um, it was fun. Um, so enjoyed going out a little bit. Then same old, you know, went to Super Bowl party at my cousin's friend's house, had some good food, watched the game. Um, but a lot of unhappy Eagles fans after the game. We did walk Broad Street a little bit late. Um, nothing wild. I didn't see any cars getting flipped, burned, or anything like that. Um, <laughs> was hoping for some wild things. I was hoping the Eagles would win and be able to see that on Broad Street. But um, no, good time in Philly. If you can go to a city for a game, I'd recommend it. Um, if you have the opportunity, even if you're not the fan of the team, I think it's cool to be in that atmosphere. Um, and it's been fun, even being more of a New England and Pittsburgh Steelers fan. With you know, first the Phillies being good, the Union even being good, and now like the Eagles being good. The atmosphere is fun to be out in this area, like just an hour outside of Philly. Yeah, Philly seems to be kind of at at the very least surpassing Boston's not really, you know, the sports city right now. I feel like Philly's seen a little bit more success, even if they haven't won titles and some of the major things, they've been relevant for a pretty pretty long time now. Um and whereas some of the other, like the Red Sox have fallen off, um, Patriots have fallen off. So now it's like the Bruins and the Celtics only, whereas most of, of the Philly sports teams are uh, doing pretty well. So kind of yeah, hinges on the football team right there. That's pretty much that? it. Hinges on the football team, really. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the downside. So do you think, do you think, would you, or I'd be curious to hear Philly fans, what they were saying. But do you feel like they before we get to and address the, you know, the the pass interference call at the end of the game? Um, do you feel like it was they blew it though because of how well they played in the first half and um, the the sizable lead they had started to build up, which for a Super Bowl is a sizable lead. I, 
mean, you're up 10 late. I guess you can say they did blow it. Like they blew it. But the even lead. going back to like the, the first half, they were up 14, right? Wasn't it 24 10 at halftime? Yeah. I, I still didn't get the blow it vibe. I don't know if that's because of the experience and the credit I give Mahomes um, and Reed and that, that Chiefs team that I didn't feel like they were um, out of it or that it was a dominant and controlling 24 to 10 if that makes sense um, it's 24 14 I'll, I'll correct myself they, they got the field goal at the end to push it to 10 so it didn't feel like a dominating i didn't feel like the eagles were dominating at any point or were in control even if it if that's the way it was on the scoreboard i just didn't feel that way so so no it, it didn't feel like a collapse or a letdown to me as i was watching the game um i know the score can look like that but um didn't feel like that to me yeah i guess trying to jog my memory so yeah they were only up 10 at halftime but i guess the bigger sign is that the the you know the chiefs only had one offensive touchdown they had the defensive score the fumble return kind of like a fluke fumble by hertz there mm-hmm. um but yeah so they i mean it, it felt like they had the ball for for forever and they didn't do as much with it as i thought they could have i mean credit to the to the chiefs defense for holding strong because you know do Despite the fumble, Jalen Hurts had himself a game. He did really, really well. Four total touchdowns. Uh, set some rushing uh, records, I think, um, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, just some really credit to the Chiefs and their masterful performance in the second half. And Mahomes, you know, gutting out that performance after re-injuring his ankle, it's, it, it appeared. Um, and even making some really clutch plays on, with his legs, even despite that. Um, but just... Great play calling uh, all around, spreading the ball around. It wasn't just a Kelsey game. It was kind of spread out all over the place. You know, Tony had the huge punt return, um, a great touchdown catch at the same time. So there's a lot of uh, playmaking going on all around from that group and great running game from the Chiefs, which is unusual. They usually don't run the ball that well. Um, but yeah, what were your thoughts on Mahomes' performance? Is this kind of, I mean, his, his legacy is kind of, been, I don't know, we've talked about him for a lot for a while, but you feel like this cements it, you know, two, yeah. two Super Bowls, two Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah, he's got two rings now, and that's not a lot of, not a lot, not a ton of guys, you know. No. Um, he's up there with, with a number of guys. So, and he's still pretty young and still has going to have a number of opportunities to win more. Um, I think it gets harder now with, uh, with Burroughs and, um, Allen around, but, um, he's got through it this year. Um, but yeah, incredibly impressive. You know, he just leaps frogs. Like people always want to talk about Rodgers. Mahomes ahead of him now. Yeah. Probably just as talented and now has the rings to back it up also. Um, so yeah, already passed Rodgers in rings. <laughs> so he's he's put himself in a new category of, you know, elite, cemented his status, probably cemented himself as a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it was also impressive to do it. You know, everyone's like, oh, Tyree Kill, major loss very talented wide receiver, a really important weapon for them in their runs prior to the Super Bowl. Um, but we're able to get it done without him. Um, That's huge. So really impressive. And actually, in some ways, Mahomes' numbers were actually better um, or different um, than what they were with him. So it was uh, a very new, different Mahomes and potentially a more dangerous Mahomes um, as we continue. He's still very young. 
He's like under 30 years old. So this could be a good, good stretch run. If you had to put an over under for Mahomes' Super Bowl totals, I will get to the enemy leaving. Um, but do you think, what would you put that number at and be willing to bet an over or under? Let's say, well, I'll give you one. How about four and a half? Under. Three and a half. Under. Two and a half. Over. I see. You think three, three seems yeah, to be. Your, you think that's the number he hits? I think it's just. It's hard. <laughs> it's it is really flipping hard. Um, and it's the league and talented, like more. you said. I can see him getting one more. He gets four. That's unbelievable. Like that is unreal if he gets four rings. Yeah, he's got to stay healthy, of course. Um, I would say four. Four, I could see. I, if they have a run here in this window where they can win, you know, two more in five years and he, before he hits 35, I think it's possible. I, I would, for sure it's possible. I wouldn't like, you're not going to see me be surprised. Um, but he's know, not touching Brady. He's not getting the Brady though. I think he, he, needed, to, he, he needed to win the Brady one. He needed to, they needed to get to the one where they lost to Burrow and they blew that game. Um, And it would have been in range, but like you said, it's hard. And there's some talented guys in that uh, conference. And that will change over time too, uh, as more people uh, get better or move, move conferences. So, Um, but yeah, I think I would say four. So you're three, I say four, we'll see what happens. Um, Mm -hmm. Either way, legacy definitely cemented there. Um, And see if it continues his legend continues to grow um the the enemy piece uh, a little surprised and this is a little more of offseason news i was really surprised to see him leave for the same position and for it to be the commanders of all places too so i think the reason around that is i think he wanted to have the full play calling responsibilities and i don't believe he had that with the separate team. from reed a little yep, bit I like think, yeah i think people are still seeing Reed make a lot of the offensive play calls or at least be his scheme or kind of his ideas around the offense. So um, wasn't getting the call for the head coaching for about the last three years. So probably going somewhere where hopefully he has some freedom and he can create something that shows like, Hey, here's my offensive mind. I'm calling the offensive plays. This is what turned out. Um, That can be the only mindset to go to the commanders. I've, I feel like that logic is, or that reasoning is bullshit. Like, come on, like not on his part on, on the league's part. Like you've hired people for weight with way less experience. Um, like all the Sean McVay people that I just got like one year of experience and then hired immediately the next season when Sean McVay gets a lot of the praise for the schemes that he's developed. Like I find that to be absolutely ridiculous. And if he doesn't do well there, I don't think that's a fair thing. Like he doesn't have like, sure. It's, Oh, you're doing it. Cause you have Mahomes and stuff like that. And like, but I don't think the commanders is like a fair play. Like what he's going to do with Taylor, Taylor Heineke. I don't think that's the right. That's a drop off and they don't have the same talent around him. So I hope he's successful. Um, even though he's in my conference. Um, but I, you know, I, I just feel like that's a really unfair bar to be put on him. One person in particular, when other people have had less time experience, Matt Nagy being one of them who's taking back over and um, 
getting a uh a head coaching job afterwards too so like i i think that logic of the league uh to force him into that situation is bullshit i don't know what it is because he doesn't seem to be able to get a job each year so um i don't know because both the coordinators for the eagles both got head coaching jobs um so wishing best of luck i don't hey (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i guess you gotta want to be a head coach right like yeah, the report would have come out that he turned out a job. Like I'm good, so I don't know. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. See if it impacts them at all. Like I said, Nagy's like a, a familiar face, um, so I don't expect there to be a lot of drop off there um, in, in in that uh, grouping. And maybe they'll add a weapon or two. And I'm assuming they'll probably spend some time going after o- Odell um, in the offseason or or someone um, like him to add to their mixture because I don't they might lose a couple guys. Um Jalen Hurts like cementing himself Eagles quarterback of the future. No no questions there. Oh he's for sure the Eagles quarterback of the future. Um you know he seems to do all the right things, say all the right things. Um so I like him. I'm a fan. I hope he continues to play really well. Um yeah. I don't even think there was a controversy around that. I just know that there was uh, like at the start of the season, maybe some question. I feel like those questions are are no longer there anymore. Yeah, I agree. I don't. I don't see any. There's not a, the eagle. Uh, Eagles and the Eagles fans love him, so I don't see yeah. them looking looking to build around him. No reason not to, based on how well he played in that game and and how well he played all season. Um, right. And maybe again, not fully healthy himself um, for that game. So maybe a different story if fully healthy. Uh, you want to talk about the call? Uh, I, the game. Yeah, sure. I mean i've come around on it it was the right call i just hate i hate that yeah. that call happens in that moment because it, it kills the game crushes the game i'm not going to crush the rest for making the call you know you see it from a different angle it, the call it, it happened um you I know mean, really i just i wish it just didn't happen i guess is what i'm saying i'd rather see the finish yeah. and instead we get a Okay, we'll run the clock down now and kick a field goal. And the Chiefs, like, it, it crushed a, like, exciting ending to a game. So that's kind of where I'm at with it now. It, it just it sucks that it happens. I hate that. I hate when calls decide games. Whether the, the right call that's made, the wrong call that's made, I just hate it. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely a really exciting game. It was trending toward – I still think it was a, an exciting finish despite that Um because still had to make the field goal. You know, the Chiefs had already missed a field goal earlier in the game. Um, short one, but still. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and smart play by uh was it McKinnon that slid down when he could have scored and given them. Oh, a lot for sure. More yeah, heads up so, play, good job. Yeah. So um a lot of smart plays at the end of that game and an, an unfortunate result, like you said, from um the Eagles side. And like we said, the guy came out, admitted to it. You saw the multiple angles of it oh. happened. The route was clearly impacted, even if it was slightly, it was impacted in some capacity. Yeah. Um, like you said, but too bad because we wanted to see what would have happened. If you had to guess, Chiefs kick a field goal there. Eagles get the ball back a minute 30, 40-ish left. Would you think they would have come down and scored? I'd love to see what happened. Um Make a they guess. Nothing matters now because we don't have to like right. can't be wrong. Uh, so <laughs> you know, with AJ Brown there on the outside, they could def- they could attack on some yards pretty quick. Um, I think they could have done it. Um, I think no I because I feel like the Chiefs had they were slowing them down. I think the issue would have been in 
uh, they don't have they didn't have the flexibility to go to four downs every time they were going to run out of time and that was their benefit is the eagles were getting four downs on yep. their drives throughout so that's why they could hold the ball for so long um and i know the eagles still were able to move the ball at various times but i, I feel like the chiefs were kind of they were doing pretty well in their defense of scheme, despite the fact they gave up 35 points too, but I feel like it could have been a lot worse, <laughs> but we'll never know. I know it's too bad. Um, last, uh, thing football wise, any quick, any early predictions for next, next year, Bengals Niners and winner. Bengals. Uh, I Purdy. Is Purdy the quarterback or Trey Lance? Trey Lance. Okay. Um, I'll go Chiefs. Um, is it weird to do Chiefs Eagles again? <laughs> no, that would be cool. Run it back. That'd be cool. I'd be here for it. Yeah, it's either Bengals, Eagles. I I just don't know of another team in the eat like in the NFC that's like worth. The Niners are going to be good. The Niners are going to be really good. I think the hard part is I don't know Trey Lance. Like, that's the quarterback either, situation. But, but we kind of talked about this, that the weapons that Trey Lance will have around him, and the this is the opportunity you want for Justin Fields. And Trey Lance is about to live it. So, yes, he'll be a rookie quarterback, but, like, look what Purdy did, and they are much higher on Trey Lance. So you, Purdy, so you think Trey Lance wins the job then? I think so. Yeah. Purdy has this experience and clearly a swagger and confidence. Um, but I think Trey Lance gets it done. Like they wanted him this year as the quarterback. They liked him as what he did. Purdy went on a great run and I think he'll put up a battle. I don't think it's going to be cut and dry like from the jump, but man, I think Trey Lance could be really good in that offense. I think there's a ton of weapons on that offense and that defense is still good too. So I think that Niners team is going to be really good next year. Yeah, he told me. I think yeah, it's really hard to get back to the Super Bowl again. So, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do Chiefs Niners. Hey, that'd and be I'll great. Not, Super Bowl also, so. And I'll say Niners. They get their revenge from okay. having that one last time. Yep. Yeah, fuck it. Why not? Because I, <laughs> I like you. I'm trying to be different than your pick, too, because I actually really like your pick, too. I think the Bengals are, are that's, if you're not picking the Chiefs or the Niners, it's you should pick them. Yeah, it's easier to pick, but yeah, Niners. I think Niners is a big team to watch this year. I think that could be a unreal team. Yeah, I forgot about how they yeah, have different people on that team, uh, like McCaffrey and stuff. Um, last one, Rogers. Where is he playing? Uh, Packers. I say Jets. Jets. You think so? Yeah, and oh, another one. Uh, Justin Fields. Is He's he getting traded? No. No. I'm trying to think if like he were to get traded where I prefer him to go. Raiders. Uh, I don't want him to be on the NFC, AFC West. I don't know where you would send him. Like I feel like it's not. This happens <laughs> every year. Every, people get so excited about the QB class, even if it's not overly exciting i think bryce young will be fine but i don't think he's fine. like not only he's he, an immediate impact kind of player yeah i don't know alabama quarterbacks don't have a great history of of doing well and in, in the nfl um he's, I know he's, he's a right different now. kind of type huh 
Two of them are doing all right right now. All right. These are talking about like the best. They're playing the quarterback for the best. Jalen Hurts was almost the MVP. Jalen Hurts was almost the MVP. And he got benched. He had to go to Oklahoma. For Tua, who also was outstanding until he got about seven concussions. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I but like. I'm not I'm, before I'm, that. Before sport. that, I'm picking out well two of 32 quarterbacks, but before that, not outstanding. So yeah. Well, Jalen Hurts wasn't a guarantee. He was a backup and a what third round pick, fourth round pick. Third round pick was the starter at um, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah, yep. he moved with Lincoln Riley yep. and did well. But um, to uh, who knows what the situation is there? The concussion thing may be he might be done. Who that knows? doesn't have to do with his talent. No, 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 a hundred percent not. Yeah. Um, and had other injuries on top of that, but I don't know. We'll see. I they haven't been. We're not talking about Hall of Fame, you know, competing oh. for Super Bowls up consistently. Let's see if Jalen Hurts can <laughs> keep it up. I think he can. So we'll see. But again, like, is he an Oklahoma guy or, or an Alabama guy? <laughs> I'm curious to. I'm curious what he would say because he wasn't throwing the ball as much as he did at Oklahoma. So um, get a natty at Alabama though. Yeah, with because of Tua. Uh, he, he almost lost it. Yeah, he almost lost it because of them. And then he almost won it for them when Tua yes. was playing bad in the next championship, but they lost that championship game. But yeah, he Tua won him the other one because he played terrible in that game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so those are good. So no, no trade Bears drafting at one, though. You don't think they trade fields? They do they trade the number one pick and no, I think they draft at one. And do they draft a QB? No, I don't think they draft a QB. Maybe in okay. eventual in a later round, but I don't think it's their first like that's a that's such a waste of a first pick. Yeah, I don't know who they draft in probably defense, I guess, right? Defense. Yes, but it's either gotta be offensive line, wide receiver is what they really need. They need wide receiver and uh and lineman, but um Generally, don't you don't see them people; those people getting picked first. So, yeah, you're not going to see a wide receiver go first. I don't think there's that Calvin Johnson wide receiver in this draft. Um, but maybe that's why I think maybe they trade out of one if they can. I get, think like, they trade out. They trade maybe. out, get multiple multiple first round draft picks if they can, and or other draft picks throughout this draft, and and try to build up their their roster would be my guess. It just probably depends what happens at the combine, um, and if there's a talent out there that's just unreal. Yeah, I don't think there is, though. At least not on the QB um, offensive side. There isn't like a, a big. It's definitely out. not a QB. This will be a light quarterback class. Yeah, um, it, but it's going to be defensive players, um, and Bryce Young might not even be the best quarterback. Uh, yeah, in the class. I know a lot of people like that Kentucky guy. So yeah. We'll see. All right, uh, NBA stuff. <clears throat> um, we had All Star Weekend recently. Uh, we were originally excited for this um, draft um, that they were doing, kind of like a pickup game draft before the start. Did you watch it? Not really, man. I did not. I did not tune in to much of the All Star Game festivities. Uh, jumped in on the um, the dunk contest and um, the Rising Star game. Yeah, I mean it's kind of anticlimactic. Um, like they started with the reserves first, so that you know, then instead the starters were the last people um, drafted instead of the reserves. Um, 
but I thought it took way too long. It was it was drawn out. And then Jokic, I don't know what the fuck was going on with that. He was the second to last pick. He's like the best player in the NBA. <laughs> like, what the hell was going on there? Um, and then Laurie Marketing was last, which I think that's just if you're on the Jazz and you're an All Star, you're just going to be picked last. It might just be the trend moving forward. <laughs> um. But yeah, nothing exciting there. Game was a dud. I had it on the background and I couldn't tell you anything that happened. It was and a lot of negative feedback around the game. Oh yeah, it's um, a glorified shoot around. Even the players and coaches involved like knew it was a joke. What um how do you fix it? If you do you have a solution or do you think it's just what it is? It is what it is kind of thing. And you said well, you said you watched the Rising Stars Challenge. What do they do differently? I think they that play a little harder. Yeah, but like, why do you... and I'm, I'm nobody tuned into that either. I think it just coincidentally. Um, I was yeah, but why do you think it. they try harder? Just because they're younger, not really trying to earn them their spot a little bit more. Yeah, you know, thinking someone might be watching this, or if I beat this player here, or if I do this here, like, like, look, Mac won the dunk contest, and he's got he got a Puma deal out of it, and was signed by the Sixers right before that. So you know, winning that for him helped him out. And like I think you wrote, the NBA only brought him up because they needed a spark for their dunk contest. Um, so I, I think that's why those two things might work out. Um, but I don't, I don't know. Like even the fourth quarter kind of stunk in the All Star game. Like they usually would play. Like even when we went to that charity UConn game, like the first three quarters like was terrible. But then they like they buckled down in that fourth quarter and played played some good basketball. Like it was fun to watch them. Like compete mm-hmm. and i don't see that competing vibe there anymore um or the urge to beat each other or to win or i just um i don't know do you do i really don't know do you go like an nba jam style and pick like teams of two and they play a couple uh a couple of games like that um and a couple half court games or something like something like uh, that little, little half court game or 21 is it all just skill stuff like um like the nfl kind of did you like the players did like like the tag the uh, touch football um or the flag football i don't know what you would do with the nba for that um I'm not sure maybe maybe three v threes or a bracket so i was wondering how many there's 15 all-stars they pick is that what they do yeah, I think so. Is it 15 or 12? Either way, I think that's the way. I think a three-on-three tournament, two games going on, you pick your your three, play 11 or 21, whatever you want to do. Um, you know, normal normal rules there, and you play for the three-on-three uh, three championship. And it's just pick your three-on-three three team, play half court. I feel like that would be more fun. I just thought of it now, but I think then you have four teams, right? If it's 12 guys, four teams of three. Yeah. And you got to try something. Or new. five teams of three. Of world. Other... You got to try something. Yeah. I don't know. I, because the only other thing to do would be like the dumb thing where it's like, oh, winner, but they don't do conference based things anymore. Because I say the winner gets home court advantage in the finals, or <laughs> you'd have to do something really drastically. It's like you get a, five point lead in the first game of the finals or something like you start off with a five, nothing lead or something. Um, I don't know. Those, um, those are less appealing to me. I think it's, I think you're right. I think a three on three 
like kind of flag football uh for the pro bowl kind of sparked some new i don't know excitement into the pro bowl which pro bowl has been a disaster for forever and you still get Um, the one you still get like the one-on-one moments that all the players seem to want yeah um so So three on three probably gets that you that too right like you you, you'll have the same thing pick your teams and try to win the title and now you become like the three on three champion which is kind of cool now personally they need to bring back the teams wearing their uniforms yes fucking a why'd they ever go away from that money so dumb the fans buy the all-star jerseys yeah i think they sell a ton of all-star gear and even though they sell a ton they sell some they sell enough um but that uh, always brings it back when i when i when i flip on the um um rising stars game right no when i flip on the um the michael jordan documentary on netflix um and they show his all-star game episode and like come on that's sick a it was madison square garden which is unreal but seeing all those legends in their uniforms playing against each other in the homes and away of their uniforms pretty sick so yeah. they need to bring that back yeah that's a that's a no-brainer they should have done that a long time ago i've been saying that forever but i guess gave up on that because obviously that's not gonna happen <laughs> um but yeah that's another small, small uh, piece of it. But yeah, I don't know. I, I think that's probably it. Okay, I think you have to take it out of it's not a four quarter basketball game. That's 12 minutes long. Um, the Elam ending was exciting, but I think man, it's still good that it, we don't have to wait till to run out the timer. It's just like hit this hit this uh, mark and you're good. But I think you can still have that with the 11, like play it to 11, play to 21, probably at least play to 11. Three on three you know, and go through like a round robin tournament and just whoever comes out on top of that. I think people would care more. I don't know why. I just feel like the guys would care a little bit more. And they like they're not running up and down there. It's a half court. Like they know the pickup rules. Like, I don't know. It'd be kind of fun. Watch two games simultaneously in the same court. Kind of fun. Different, different viewing experience for sure. Uh, slam dunk contest. Uh, Mac McClung. Uh, first time ever, five forty, uh, in the dunk contest. What do you think of his performance or the dunk contest in general? I love the performance. I've loved him since he was on Instagram in high school, um, throwing down dunks. Um, so it was fun. It was fun to watch him do that. That five forty was very cool. Um, great to see. Again, kind of like I talked about the rising star. I think the dunk contest meant a lot to him. He wanted to perform. Um, it was a big moment for him. For some of these other stars, it's not a big moment for them. Like, all right, I'll go try to dunk, but like, it's not a big deal to them. So, finding people that it's important to, I think, is great. Like, it was important to Dwight Howard when he was doing it, or he was at least a showman about it. Um, you referenced the Aaron Gordon, um, Zach Levine, Zach Levine one. Like, it was it was important to them to go back and forth. They were competing against each other. It was important to. Um, Vince Carter, the year he did it in Toronto in front of his fans, like putting on a show for them. There's been some years where guys just, I don't care. Yeah. Cool if I win this and win a couple bucks, but it's not a big deal to me. So finding that competitive spirit in people is, I think, the the key to all of these competitions. And that's not always easy because it's a break for some of those guys. So even some of the guys that weren't All-Stars were probably thrilled that they get a quick break. Yeah, I think it's important to bring people in that dunking matters and like i mean dunking matters to job but he's probably never going to do it same with zion um but i think 
a, someone like a Mac McClung that makes it their, you know, part of their persona of like, Hey, I'm going to try these cool dunks. Cause that's just what they become known for. Um, I think it would be smart for the NBA to continue to lean into that. Even if non NBA players, more personalities, I think it expands the game a little bit. It brings life to it. Um, I don't even care if they're not an NBA player and they're just, all they do is dunk on their TikTok or, or Instagram, whatever it is. Um, I feel like just lean into that because it'd be kind of more fun to watch people that are trying new things and pushing each other to be different. And, and um, I think that's what it needs. Cause if that's all they do too, like it's just a person like a, I don't know, an influencer that just does dunks on, on TikTok that's more exciting because those two people are going to like two or three people will push each other to be like, Oh, they are doing that kind of dunk. I got to step up my game kind of thing. Um, so I think that would make it more exciting. Um, but I think it was smart and, and congrats, congrats to Mac McClung too. Like guy from G league gets a quick, uh, contract with the Sixers and then wins the slam dunk contest and starts to get some deals out of that. So good for him. Um, other baseline news, um, LeBron, himself uh seems like a pretty serious injury he described it as feeling or hearing something pop um in his foot um at 38 years old that doesn't sound good at all uh it sounds like he's gonna be out for several weeks if he's even able to return they said he'll reevaluate in two weeks um lakers were playing much better uh after the trade deadline after the all-star break um I feel like they're done now because he, I don't know if he's coming back this season. Yeah. It'll depend if he wants to come back or not. I mean, he got might depend on how they play without him. Sure. If I bet if they're competitive in the mix, he might come back. Um, if they're not fading or they're not playing as well, I can see him like just bowing out and getting healthy for next year. Um, Cause I'm sure he does want to continue to play and play next year. Um, but he got his goal for this year or one of his goals for this year, I would say, I know I'm sure he, if you asked me, he always wants to win a championship. Um, but he got his goal of passing Kareem. So, um, I think he would be coming right back if, or as back as soon as he could, if he had not reached that goal. I think this is the scariest injury he's had. Feet injuries, foot injuries in, in basketball are never good. And then add in his age, the miles. I think this is going to be an ongoing issue, if not experiencing one that could like end his career earlier than he might expect it to be. Wow. I mean, you're not wrong. He's older. It's in a lot of miles on that body. And there's uh, a lot of history with foot injuries and how, yeah. how long they linger and impact people's careers. It's Bill Walton was one of them. Now, you know, LeBron's not the same size uh, as Bill Walton. Also not wearing Converse All-Stars. Yeah, true, true, <laughs> true, true. But, yeah. but you're not wrong. Yeah, it, it it could be an issue. I think it's different. And the way he described it, and it was a non-contact injury, those are always the worst ones. And we'll see. Uh, you know, it's different when you tear your Achilles and, and you're 30, like Clay and KD versus whatever injury he has and – you're 38 and have the miles that he has and, and minutes he has. That's, that's a whole nother, it's a whole nother conversation. Um, I hope not. I hope I'm wrong, but I, I, I don't feel, I don't feel good about it. I, I think this is a, a worry that's like, not exactly the same as Kobe, but Kobe getting 
the injury he got at the stage he got it basically ended his career too. So I give yeah, I give LeBron a ton of shit. A lot of it is deserved, but it's not how I want to see his career end. No. So I hope I hope not. Um, but I'm just gonna say this makes me worried um about what the the latter parts of his years will look like moving forward now and how much of it will be um about injuries that that he's experiencing um for the rest of his time but anyway so you lakers done do you make the playoffs or are they they out they're done yeah i think so too i never really thought they were anyway and i think this like puts the nail in the coffin for them i had a moment that i thought they make make push one of those last spots but um i don't think so i was more i didn't trust ad uh to stay healthy um and i just think the rest of the west is is better than them um but it turns out that it was actually lebron who's who i had to be worried about and ad could still get hurt too um so yeah i'd say they're probably uh they're probably out uh dame 71 points what do you think about that performance 13 threes 420 feet of total shots made. Um, I hope he stays in uh, Portland. It seems to be that's been a lot of the conversations that that's where he does want to stay. Um, so I see him as a trailblazer, kind of a lifer. It's been nice to uh, to see a player stick with an organization, um, even when it's not going his way a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, so pump for him. Another guy like, you know, made a name for himself, Dame Time um so very cool very cool great player it's gonna be he gets overlooked a little bit and he's he's a hall of famer he's gonna be going to the hall he's one of the best guys of all time so like he's legit yeah he's he's in the mix of that um one best shooters um second person we've seen hit 71 points to seeing performances like this confirm your thought that will chamberlain's record will never be or does it make you think it could happen I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, just still, like, I mean, still, still 29, 29, 29 points, points away. away. <laughs> he's still 29 points away. Yeah. Someone has to score 25 points a quarter. They have to average 25 points a quarter. Yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. Um, 50 points. Still, it's crazy. Still impressive by him. He needs to be four points more by the end of the third quarter to be in the realm of doing it. And he only scored 71 in four quarters. So, like, it's wild. Yeah, yeah. I think you need a couple things. You need to have him have a performance like that and then probably have like a double, triple overtime game on top of that. Probably. Because look, yeah. Kobe had one of the greatest performances of all time and he's, he was 19 points short. Like, it's just, I just don't, I just don't see it happening even with some of these guys and how they shoot. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Um, I think you're right though. It's still got a long ways to go there. Um, baseball news. Um, pitch clock reaction so far early in spring training. What are your thoughts on? Have I seen some issues from the batting side? Um, less so from the pitching side. Um, but still a couple times here and there. But uh, batters kind of getting into the box too slow and and occurring a strike as a result. It ended a game. Um, in one of the what's <laughs> that what it was? <laughs> And uh, but what do you think? Do you think it's I love it. going to be uh, controversial right. or good for the game? I think it's good. I think the fans are going to like it. I looked at a lot of the times they compared them to some exact games from last year. And even some of these games had more pitching changes and they still were under two and a half hours. So I think that's outstanding. I think the players are going to suck it up and get used to it speeding up. 
someone did a side by side I saw and one team was able to get through like an entire inning in the same amount of time it took one pitcher in like a game in the past to throw one pitch. That's crazy. He kept like stepping off or throwing over or, and they got through an entire inning in this new system. So I'm here for it. You know, I, anything to speed up the game, it seems to be working. The clock seems to work. It doesn't seem ridiculous to me. Hokey, silly. Um, you know, you just got to accustom, make yourself more accustomed to it. And, and the people that are like, this isn't baseball. Well, you, those people aren't going to change and baseball is going to die or continue to die. If you don't make changes, like, I'm sorry that, people aren't sitting there and loving the the mind games as much as they mm-hmm. do when they're getting three and a half hours later. And, and and guess what? Those same people that are saying this isn't baseball, like, well, analytics wasn't baseball either back in the day. So what are you going to do? So yeah. um, I like it. I'm here for it. I think it's going to work. Um, I'm interested in watching baseball if it goes faster. I, I definitely am. Yeah. I'm curious to see it in action. I'm not watching spring training, so I'm not going to no, care about neither. it now. Absolutely. Um, but I'll when there's some games on, I'll be interesting to, or if I go to a Padres game, it'll be kind of interesting to watch. I like the idea, and I think <laughs> it will just take some time to adjust. It's just like with anything else, it's kind of like a weird thing that you're maybe not used to. Uh, but I think it will drive people to think about it a little bit more. So um, at least they're making changes and they're trying things. So um, golf stuff. Uh, we both full swing. The Netflix show came out, um, eight episodes, kind of in the make or similar vein, inspired by Drive to Survive. I haven't watched that show, uh, but I've heard people <laughs> love it. It's gotten a ton of non-F1 fans to become F1 fans, uh, sometimes annoyingly um, or passionately, um, but still uh, it was effective at doing so. I think that's the hope with this series is to drive more people to uh, get involved in the game of golf and get excited about it. Uh, what were your first impressions? Uh, or we'll get into the a larger discussion, but what were your first uh, thoughts on on the overall series? It was okay. Um, I I didn't love the bouncing around. Um, I fucking hated the chronological thing. It drove me nuts. Yeah, I, I didn't love that. Um, I mean, I liked some of the stories they went into. Um, I don't think it lived up to its hype. I'm not saying no. it was bad, but it definitely did not live up to the hype that was coming. It, I would love them to do a, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Hard knock style PGA show where it's each week or, or every two weeks or select tournaments or, or something like that. Because I think they thought they were, they leaned into the live PGA stuff. And I just, I don't, I don't care. Like, yeah, it's not, there's not a rivalry there. You know, Rory kind of ramped it up, but it's just not there. Those guys wanted to make more money and play less. Like, and I believe that I, I, I just don't think they care where their money comes from and they want to play less and make more money. That's yeah. the story there. It's not like this trying to stick it to the PGA. I don't think so. Um, and now I think the PGA guys are over the live guys leaving and they're playing in all the majors this year. So it's really not, it's like a moot point. Um, yeah. so it was okay. I, like, I think I told you, I think I had to rewatch it. Uh, it turned into some background in some of those stories for me. Um, so I might want to dive into it again, like the Fitzpatrick episode. That's pretty cool. Um, following his U S open run there, um, up in Boston, but, uh, but man, C, I think it's like a C. Give it a, a golf score. Oh, uh, 80. 
No, like a a, a whole like a, oh. a birdie bogey, bogey par. Yeah, I bogey. had bogey. Bogey was my rating too. Opportunity to grow, not its best. Um, like you said, they didn't live up to the expectations, which made my expectation expectations were too high. Um, but I they were hyping it up, and I was really looking forward to it. Um, and I'll keep watching. They, I think they're already filming season two, so I'll definitely watch season oh, two for sure. Um, so it's not it didn't deter me from wanting to continue watching. I watched all eight episodes. Um, but yeah, it's more disappointing than anything else. Like it mentioned the chronology, chronological order of things was a disaster. Um, and I know that they were, I they're trying to like, I'm not even a golf junkie, but I, I'm very aware of the golf stories and, and the, the golf world, um, not to the level of others, but, and this was not necessarily for, um, someone like me and it was more designed to help people get into the game of golf i don't think it was effective at doing that um i think if you watch this you'd think that the pga championship is the most important golf event ever um and that everything revolves around tulsa oklahoma which it doesn't no. because you didn't even explain to people that the tournament changes locations every year um and the only one that stays exactly the same is the masters and the masters was rarely uh if barely referenced and that was one of the things i was most looking forward to um hearing about is because i knew they had curious. access to masters but yeah i'm very curious what their access was like for the masters how much the masters cooperated um so that i would be curious about before i fault them on that one yeah i know it's but even if you don't if you're not showing it you can get the archival stuff you can you can get the the basic stuff and the same thing I'm going to say is like other things they missed out on is like should have been a tiger episode without tiger being in it, uh, like and involved in it. But I don't know how many guys said that tiger was a huge impact on why they got into golf and he was just kind of floating in the background. But I think outside of tiger too though the, these personalities aren't interesting enough like the, the, the i'm sorry the golfers aren't themselves are interesting they are boring yeah yeah so i'd no rather way. hear what got them in the golf and to kind of understand what does the best look like and so like have other players talking about it giving the details of of his history with the game and how he changed it forever and how dominant he was when he was playing um i think First of all, all right, let's dive into it. The first episode was garbage. And I love JT and, and Jordan Speeds, but that was the episode they could scrap that and I would I don't remember anything. Yeah, I didn't care episode. about it either. Or change and, it or make it more about, you know, the collapse at that championship and what happened there. And um, Yeah, so I'm not, nothing on JT, not enough on Zalatoris. I know. Well, he might not have been involved, but like JT, like that episode about him winning the PGA should have been paired with the Mito and shown like, here's a rookie and here's a, someone that's been on the tour yeah. a long time and already won a major and mm -hmm. they're competing in this important tournament and seeing the duality of someone making an incredible comeback and the person completely collapsing at the very end would have been a way better, more dramatic episode in my opinion. But then, and like you said, but that would be a much better episode. But why are we not stop starting with Scotty Scheffler's start to the season? Exactly. Well, that was my point is it needs to go. On, the, the problem they had is they wanted to focus on, they profiled mm -hmm. golfers. Each episode is like Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth in the first episode. 
Brooks Kepka and a little bit of Scotty Scheffler. I'd say pretty minor amount of him in the second episode. Ian Poulter. What a fucking waste of an episode that is. Why are we doing Ian Poulter? Joel Damon. One of the best episodes of the whole show. Very cool story. Series. I like him from what I've seen. Fitzpatrick and DJ. Uh, Finau, Morikawa, the rookies, Mito and Sahith, the gala. And then the last one kind of being Rory's ep- episode. But like they did these profiles and I feel like one, the golfers aren't interesting enough to, to profile. Yeah. That's why I think they didn't lean in the sky shuffler. I think he's fucking boring. <laughs> I think he is too. I think they're really good really. at golf. He's really good at golf. Um, and so, but I think what you needed to do is focus on the golf, which is why I like focus on episode on tiger and his impact on the game and how he's impacted all these guys that are playing today. And he's still playing and just show how that helped grow the game. No, the second episode from there is like just profile, like lean into the golf. Like you should have an episode on the majors and just follow the season, like show you could have all of these same stories that you did in your profiles, but more in chronological order to kind of like people are going to start to care about these players as they learn more about them in bits and pieces as they go throughout the season and be like, oh, they're like really declining. Uh, like like Brooks, like Brooks is falling off entirely. Like he started off at the Phoenix Open near the top and is now missing cuts at the masters and like dropping off and losing confidence. Like, why isn't that like, that's a good thread that you don't need to have in just one episode. You can spread it out and carry it out over the season and people will still get invested in these people. But like, that's how you, I feel like that would have been a way more effective approach to show because I felt like the storylines for the season itself and the golf itself, which is what you're trying to grow is like lean into that, lean into the tournaments and how it works and what the guys need to do, who's good and who's not like, and why are they good and versus not, which is like the tiger thing could have helped set the stage for that tiger. So good that his winning percentage in tournaments was like this high, this is normal. And like, or like these people hit, like why is um, Colin Morikawa better and viewed to be compared to tiger more than other guys or like what's Scotty doing? Why is he so much, why is he dominating so much? Like lean into those conversations and, and get like that to me would have been way, way more interesting. I wonder if, and I, I agree with you. I think. And the major stuff, they did fuck that up. Like the masters felt like a afterthought, the PGA, they spent too much time with like us open. They get a little bit more with, but like, um, you know, and and the British Open was only addressed very little at the end yeah. with Rory, and very, that was I a wonder, super famous turn, like course and everything. I wonder, and I agree with you, the wrong idea, but I wonder if they made a concerted effort to you know tell other stories besides Tiger, which I dumb, get it. dumb, yeah, I don't agree with it, but no. I'm wondering if that that's their mindset, which I think is not great. Um, like to see Tiger make a few cuts this year and be involved a little more. He, I'm sure he's also difficult to get on camera. No, I don't, uh, I'm not even saying that I don't even need tiger to be on camera. I just wanted to hear more stories and other people talking about because it clearly impacted them. It's like three or four of the guys said they got in the golf because they saw tiger woods playing golf. Yeah. Um, so like, and he's still playing to this day, like show that impact of like how, 
how much this guy means to this game and how it's led to the people that we're going to focus on, where they got their that desire in this game from and what they're doing and how they compare or like, you know, just to set the stage of like, here's the top. This is the top of the line person that's like yeah. probably unmatched. And here's what everyone's trying to do to get there. Sure. I, I guess I guess I just would want like it, within that episode, you know, like when they did the Redeem Team documentary, like Kobe is a massive part of that documentary and they talk a lot about him and they have Kobe on camera talking about the team. Um, Jordan been on camera talking about a ton when people talk about like even when they did the episode um, The Last Dance and, you know, they have the Kobe part in the episode where Kobe talks about Michael Jordan's like, hey, stop comparing us like you don't get me without him. Um, I love your idea. I just I would want tiger to be involved in that episode i think for me for oh me, i mean ideally me. yes but i know that they won't get him so that's why i'm like Which i'm fine bummer. without getting him but i and i think he's been in the public eye for too long he he can get his privacy um, yeah yeah greedily i want i want, I want it the, too <laughs> i want his side i want his side um i want a six-part tiger documentary that tiger does like tiger story like i don't care if he controls it like mj controlled the last dance um like i want I want his story. Like, so which is why like, I only wanted one episode, like lead off with it, get people excited. People would be like all into that. Cause they care about it. They know the name and then literally never really mention it again. I would have been fine with that. And like, sure. He pops up here and there like, Oh, he's playing in this tournament. He missed the cut or he made the cut, whatever. Um, at the masters, like, like maybe he pops up here and there at different tournaments, but like, no, I don't, I don't need, I just wanted like get people who jumped in and excited. What a miss on their first episode that they landed with or started with though. It was a completely forgettable episode. And I like JT and Jordan Spieth. I just don't think they represented what the show was about. It, They're boring. And it was like, they tried to sell it as their frenemies. They're friends, best and friends. <laughs> I know it wasn't a PGA event. Um, but the Ryder Cup would have been great. Yeah. That was within last year, right? That would have been within last uh, season. No, I think it was a year before. Was it? Is it really two years since the Ryder Cup? I'll look it up real quick. Um, how long, how often do they do it? Every two Every years? Two? Every two? Every four? Yeah, so it's got to be. Where did they go? Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup, Ryder Cup, Presidents Cup. Yeah, it was 2021. They did it. Oh, okay, never mind then. But anyways, um, I just feel like that's the they decide to focus on the profiles of the people, less on the golf. And I feel like the way you would have gotten people interested in the in the sport is by focusing on the golf. And that includes what makes someone good versus not good. How how do these guys prepare? What are they looking at? Like the analytics side of things versus, you know, we got a little taste of with Matt Fitzpatrick and how much he tracks his shots, but that was like a brief window into that. Um and then, like, just highlight these tournaments. Get, give me some of the history behind them and why they matter and which one is the most important one. Like, really lean into that. I mean, it sucks that the Masters isn't the way that the season ends and it starts almost the season. Um, but I don't think that's a, a big deal. I think you can still highlight the importance and, and really give that that history and and. Uh, backstory of this game and why people care about this green jacket so much and that kind of thing. I just feel like there was, and then 
all the while you're teaching us about the game. Cause like, I mean, I don't know how many often, how many times we heard about the cut line and, or, or what a score meant like a par and stuff like that. Like, fine. You want to teach those, those things too. That's fine. But like all the while you're doing all that stuff is then you're, you're mixing in these characters and your, their stories carry on throughout, you know, it carries from what episode one to episode seven. I don't need a, a, one episode to kind of get a closed loop on a story. I'd, I'd much rather see it carried out would have built up the drama towards the PGA championship between JT and Mito and that sort of thing would have been more interesting to see why that stuff was mattering to people as it was getting further and closer to these events and stuff like that. Uh, anyways, uh, second episode, I was actually, which one was your favorite of the eight? Uh, the Fitzpatrick episode, I think. Um, oh. enjoyed I enjoyed following him around I, I loved I loved him winning that um, I was pumped for him so that US Open was very cool um, with maybe the female one coming coming in behind that wow yeah they paired the two why what do you think I was going to say I, I feel like consensus is around episode two the Brooks uh, Brooks Kepka episode and the Joel Damon episode um, Joel Damon and- episode was very good too uh, I enjoyed his story thought that was very cool um it's interesting to see, and he's been through a ton, but it's kind of interesting to see him like talk about, like, you know, you can be really good. Joel it's Damon. Kind of people were saying, like, you know, you can be really good if you, you know, tried and believed in yourself a little bit. It's like, dude, take that talent and like, like battle. It's hard though. It's hard though when you're, you're, yes, not, you're not placing because these guys are all good. It's one of those things. It's oh, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, and he, he makes plenty of money, like, I, he does place enough and make enough cuts. Um, but, but yeah, I liked his character, that was good. But yeah, I, I, the Maddie Fitz one and the Tony Finau ones were the ones I really enjoyed. I, I went, those are two guys I do like following. So, what, so what was your uh, what are your thoughts? We already talked about our issues with the first episode. Um, the Brooks Scotty episode. What you weren't a fan? I'm just over Brooks a little bit. Um, I I, I kind of I knew his story. Like I get it. Like it's falling apart a little bit. Um, had a great run there. Um, but legacy doesn't mean a lot to him. He wants to make money, which not not my decision to make. I'm not going to fault him for that. But he's he's lost out in the legacy. I think kind of. I know he's going to be able to be in the majors um we'll see if he turns around if he can get healthy if he can start playing well again um but i don't think he has the right attitude around golf you know he's always talked about eh, i don't want to play 18 holes i want to play 12 yeah golf eh, went like he had that very nonchalant attitude that everybody loved for a long time and i think it's shining through now like i i do and i don't know if he would regret that attitude he had beforehand but um you said it there it's all these guys are so good um, if you are not committed to being the best, uh, you're going to struggle. Do you think? Do you think he, when he has those conversations about how much he doesn't really like golf or care about golf, was a front? Does this seem like cool he, and I'm too cool for school kind of thing? Because there was a separate line where he said something along the lines of how hard he worked and when he was winning, and that's why he was winning. So. Do you think behind closed doors he was actually caring and trying, or do you think he? 
I don't know. Is you think it's a dual, like kind of like just playing to the cameras kind of thing? If that's your front, then you are more concerned about your, your appearance and your image and stuff. Your appearance and your image in the public figure, and not winning. Um, I think that's true. Yes, and he obviously worked hard because he like you don't just get you don't fall into four majors. Luckily, um, so he obviously did work hard and had the talent, but I think he let his public image take over and kind of leaned into that nonchalant picking on Bryson DeChambeau um, doing that sort of stuff. So, yeah, I think it's clear that he was, he's struggling um, with his game mentally and his game itself, like physically too. Um, so I, I felt for the guy in that regard and like, it did make more sense why he was going to live. And I think, um, that became clear. So it provided a little bit more clarity and context. The most of, of all of them too, like of all the other guys that they highlighted that were going over to live, his kind of made the most sense um, of any, if you needed to like find logic behind it. Um, but I also then feel like Scotty, despite the fact that he is incredibly boring, um, there should have been more of him because of how dominant he was all of last season and, in particular, at the very start of, of that season. I mean, shoot, go into a swing. He is the wonkiest. Like, I know. Talks about his is just mechanics. Weird. Like, I don't know. Go into that and like, hey, where did this swing come from? Like yeah. that you eat literally like rip off the ground and end up like crossed over each other. Like, yeah. You know when golfers have personality when they're talking about the thing that they do all the time. <laughs> right. Have them talk about certain shots. Like, hey, we're on the 18th. You have four putts, whatever we kind of. Show him the iPad, like the last dance trick. Like yeah, talking. that would be awesome. Or, you know, Cam Smith is about to make a charge. Like what was on 11. What was going through your head on that hole when you hit it over yes, the scoreboard. That's the stuff we wanted. Yes. Uh, that would just like recap. Yeah, I like, that I, I like that iPad idea. I think that. We should have cool. done it. I just like, wanted hey, this more shot, of those... What are you thinking here? What, what, what's going through your head? What, like, how did you calm yourself down? Get me more of that, like behind the scenes aspect of what these guys so, are thinking and doing in these moments. Yeah, I, I was between my seven iron and my six iron. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do here. Then I saw and why, what's... so I had to make this decision. Yeah. Um, trusted my swing and bang went for it. Like, yeah, I agree. That's if you're going to get people to get into golf, like those conversations, they don't shy away from that stuff. From what I understand and try to survive when they're having conversations about tire management um stuff and gas plans and whatever else goes on in those types of like uh, even mj races. did it in the last in the last dance like the final play against carl malone he had been I, I did not follow my defender on that last play and i slid over and carl didn't see me sneak back and i stole the ball like those sorts of play like he mj even broke down some of the plays that they yeah. made time, yeah so. so i don't know i i think that was a a big miss. Um, and again, even if he's boring, I'm sure he's not boring when he talks about golf because he loves golf. I'm sure he can talk about golf all the time. What I don't need to see is like, I don't know what he does in his home life where they're just watching TV together. And like that, that that's just not interesting. Cause me. Matt, like, again, I did like the Matt Patrick episode, but it was so awkward just with the camera in the kitchen. And yeah. then Rappaport showed up and like, unnatural. Yeah. And they had to tell him like, Hey, the cameras are here. Like, <laughs> yeah, like you're right. You're right. That's not, they're not natural on camera. They're weird dudes. They're nerds. Yeah. They're they're not athletic and they and they're nerdy for the most part. Yeah. Um all right. Third episode, Ian Poulter 
I thought I hated this episode. Um, I didn't know how many times I need to hear that you're doing something for for your family to secure their future as you fly privately across the country and the fact that you're actually just not good at golf. So you shouldn't just get money because you're not good at the thing you used to be okay at. Like someone I could care less about it than Ian Poulter. <laughs> and they tried to like make it seem like he was like a prominent person just because of his Ryder cup performances. But like, other than that, like care less about he's Ian a Poulter. nobody. I'm not going to question you, nobody, you but I just don't care about him. Of the the group that we saw, like he's the least pro, like oh. least known of all of them, probably. Uh, probably not the not rookies. counting the rookies, but like yeah, uh, Joel Damon and him are toss up. Joel Damon like, looks way better. Like Joel Damon well, looks surpass. better, but no, I'm saying he's going to surpass him in popularity already, probably. Probably. So. Um, but he just seemed so inauthentic. Everything seemed forced with him. I just, I, think I can't, I can't, you can't tell me that you're worried about your financial situation. Again, when you're flying your entire family private across the ocean into like from California to England. Um, I think they leaned into that a little too much with a number of these guys of like, well, because they wanted to point out that, like they're saying they needed the financial, like just so we'll get to DJ too, but all right, DJ, you're married to the daughter of the most famous and best hockey player of all time. You've done well in golf. You guys don't need to secure your financial future. You have already done that. You are all rich well, people. It's just, it's just like they're all rich and they're yes, fine. they're already rich and they're fine, but they're securing a financial future we don't even think about. Like, they still don't I, need to. Probably, they probably they don't. No, they don't. When you get that rich, you don't need to, but they want to. Like, they want they to want have more. It's like they want more. They're greedy, and they also want their to they're creating that generation of kids. Like their kids are never gonna have to work. And their kids, kids, and their kids, 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 and their kids, 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 kids. Like so, that I just think I just security they're looking for. And yeah, and that's like I'm just hearing people weird. whine as they sit in their infinity pools yep. and their mansions, and yep. like it's like private planes. It's like you needed to secure your future. Like fuck off. <laughs> yes, I agree with that. You, I'm 100 percent on board with that. So, and you're all living in Florida where you can play golf all year round, and you don't no pay income tax. taxes. Exactly. So, like all that bullshit like of of you're worried about your financial futures is is dumb um you they none of them wanted to get into like why they really did dj came the closest and just said like well i got i can get paid the same amount or more to work way less like who wouldn't do that i was like i mean i understand that logic but it's like yeah i really do think it's that easy of a decision for them yeah i think you're gonna pay me more and i don't have to work as hard yeah, sure. sign me up. Like I'll do that. So but I think you, but you have to, you have to add. You cannot ignore the other underlying elements of that of who's giving you the money. Because then it's like, well, yeah, if like you're getting your money from this person to work less, are you okay with accepting that money from that person that's doing this thing, like doing these horrible things? <laughs> well, that, yeah, I mean, weigh that. I don't know if they we we they don't know where any of their money's coming from, but. Yeah, I mean, all money probably is traced exactly. back to, you know, not great. Um, yeah, not but anyways, great. So that's the but tricky the, part there, but continue. Yeah. The Ian Poulter side of it, uh, just hated that episode. I 
could not care less about him. And he's the reason he went is because he wanted to make money when he was no longer going to make any money on the PGA tour. Cause he's losing his touch. He's not as good of a golfer anymore. Um, Joel Damon episode. Loved it. I thought it was great. I thought the, like the relationship between him and his caddy, this is the closest we got to seeing the world of golf and how difficult it is for people that are not the top tier and pushing their way through, building their way up the ranks to, to try to make cuts and, and get in there and you know, the life of the caddy and, and how those two people work together and their relationships with each other, the types of conversations they have on the course with each other uh, was great. You know, the scene where Joel Damon's trying to qualify for the U S open and he thinks he's out and he goes and gets beers and then has to go out and play the second round, uh, second round that day, right after already having a couple white claws um, was awesome. That's like a whole different, like, there's the Scotty Schefflers and Roy McIlroy's of the world, and then there's the Joel Damons, and I thought it was a great balance to to kind of hear his story and, you know, the 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 difficult like uh you know surviving cancer, losing his mom to and uh his mom right to cancer, and mm-hmm. so it's like really touching just to to hear that story and like I think he's going to be the big winner coming out of this this season for sure. What were your thoughts? Anything else? Um, a couple other, I mean, I've seen enough other footage like Kevin Kisner. I think he would have been fun to follow. I like Harry Higgs. Um, oh yeah, it's cool to see that. Maybe see Max Homa in the future a little more. Um, but I that like, episode because well, I'm gonna ask you who was missing later on. But I was just curious of your thoughts on the Joel Damon story that was shared. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was, it was the most genuine story I think out of all of them. Um, I think, you know, it's a true journey and a true interesting story, not just like JT and Spieth, like, hey, we were friends growing up and isn't this cool? We're still professionals together. And like, I still my buddy, (laughs) but we compete against each other. So I do want to beat him. Hey, but um, he's my best man. And (laughs) yeah. So and like, I still I think that phone call was planted. I think it was 100%. Yeah. So Joel Damon's story was real. So I I think you got I think he was probably the most realist version of anybody in the episodes that you saw. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's one of the stronger episodes. Fitzpatrick DJ story. Like he's already talked about this one is your favorite. Um, kind of cool to see him come full circle, showing that story of him winning it as a junior and then going back to the same course and then winning that tournament um, in that way. I felt like the DJ pairing was a little strange. Um and I feel like DJ gives off this pompous vibe of very much like a Aaron Rodgers esque type of personality. Like I'm just smarter and yep. better than everybody else kind of thing. I can see that. Um, but uh, yeah, but the Fitzpatrick side of it was really cool to follow that. Um, Finau Morikawa. I like the Finau element to see like, hey, this Morikawa's young guy gets these comparisons to Tiger uh female family guy trying to balance all of his time with his kids and and his wife and the struggles that they have with um his wife losing his mom and him losing his mom um but just the two the cotton like the two opposite ends of the spectrum there is mark has got no kids only cares about his golf female is kind of like i like golf but i also want to watch my kid play golf and, and be there for them and spend that time with them so very different um story sides i like that episode 
Um, the rookies episode was good. The Sahith Thagala, like seeing him with his dad um, after he lost the Phoenix Open, that was such a. I I I actually started to tear up a little bit during that moment because um, his dad was just telling him how proud he was of him and um, what a great character. Because it's cool to see him. He didn't know how to do his laundry. He had like a or he had like a a box. He didn't even have like a laundry basket. So just seeing the the rookie experience from that angle, the Mito uh, collapse at the PGA was kind of interesting insight to, to see and get that. Um, and then the Rory episode, Rory's your guy. What were your thoughts on, on that ending? I felt like they over dramatized, um, the importance of the FedEx cup because the PGA PGA wants you to think that it's super important. And in some ways it is, it's just, it's not. Um, and it's actually more important that Rory blew the British open or the open. Um, and they didn't really lean into that side of it, but it's cool that he got involved. It was funny to hear him call out Bill Mickelson. But what were your thoughts? Uh, neat to see a little backstory on um, on Rory. Um, he's an interesting character. I think he's, I think he's genuinely a good guy. Um, you know, a bummer to watch that open again and see just how much of a he just of never made a move. Never yeah, made a move. Never could make a move. Par, 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 par. Um, but interesting to hear about his backstory. Um, you know, being a cocky kid, kind of on a similar. He was on a similar trajectory as Tiger was. You know, child prodigy on those shows when he was younger, burst onto the scene. Um, but again, just proving how hard golf is and how hard being just a professional athlete in general is. And when you see the Tigers, when you see the Michael Jordans, when you when you see the um, baseball, uh, it's hard to pick a baseball player now with all the drug stuff, but when you see a Ken Griffin, <laughs> um, yeah. like they're freaks in nature. So it's, it's unreal. And then how, how about his ending with tiger too? Like in the text, he's like, tiger's always the first one to text me too. Like their relationship cool. is kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Kind of cool. And it's cool that they, a lot of those guys now have a relationship with Tiger. I think 10, 15 years ago, no shot. Yeah. Well, it's funny too, because they showed Scott, the next time we saw Scotty, we saw him in episode two. I think he maybe saw his name pop up in a couple moments throughout, but then it was like, oh, by the way, Scotty Scheffler was also at the top of the, the league all season and Rory had to make this huge comeback to like beat him. But it was like just kind of Scotty thrown in at the end being like, yeah, do you want to tell people how fucking dominant this guy was the entire season? <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe uh, fill us in, let us know. Like finishing top five in all the majors and whatever he was doing, like he was, or whatever he did, he was very impressive in all of them. So um, so couple thoughts. Predictions for season two, what do you think? Do you think they lean into profiles or that was just this season to get people into it and maybe they lean into the golf a little bit more? Do you think they take the criticisms that I'm, like I think that, Criticisms have been pretty um, universal um, in in the topics that they've leaned in on. But what do you think? They might, eh, they might continue on this track. I could see them being arrogant enough to think they did a great job and read only the good publicity. So I could see a very similar season too. Probably depends on what stories pop up throughout this year. Um, you know, what happens at the majors you know, does live clean up at these majors or, you know, what happens? No, they won't. I don't think so either, but who the heck knows? You know, there's some good players. There's still a few good players over there. So, yeah. Um, 
It also would have been, speaking of Liv, it seems like it's more accepted from the international players. So it would have been interesting to hear a story of background of why that is and how the international guys aren't as connected to the PGA Tour as as people in, in the U.S. Uh, would, would be. Um, because they're they don't have that same relationship to it as as Americans probably would, um, but yeah, it would have been interesting to hear that. Um, I think I hope they don't profile people in this exact way. I hope it's way more about the golf, um, yep. and I hope I really badly want to see it in chronological order. I want people to tell a story of the of the season. That's it's more difficult, but I think it's a better way of doing it. Um, who was missing and like from this season and who would you most want to see next season? Cause it could be two uh, different answers, but Scotty was missing. <laughs> um, he was there now a little bit. Um, you know, like personally it was Kevin Kissinger. I thought was missing. I wanted to see him. He's just a interesting character. Um, I think he'd be fun to follow around. But again, if we're going to go into golf, he didn't win enough. Um, why? Who are you thinking? Well, I thought um, who was missing from this this season? I, yeah, I think Scotty should have been in it more. Uh, you mentioned Will Zell Torres would have been really great to yes. hear because he was at the the U.S. Open and the PGA, and we didn't get to hear his thoughts on on him blowing those two moments. Uh, Cam Smith was pretty dominant that whole season too. He was right up there with everyone else. So um, would have been interesting to hear his thoughts, especially as he was going through the, the open and his win there. Um, so those are some of the guys that came to mind. You know, John Rahm is an interesting guy, but from like a personality or storyline standpoint, I don't think he was as um, involved in some of those bigger things last year. So I think I was fine with him not being included. Um, who I hope to see next season? I think Max Homa. Yeah, and I think he'll be there. I think he'd be a big one. Um, that that's a that's the main one that I love. John Rahm, so it'd be cool to see him too because he's been dominating so far to start the season. Uh, but I think Homa as a character, uh, young younger guy uh get him into the mix i think he'd be a fun fun person to be following along and and hearing their perspective on things and phil was the only other one i was saying missing from the last season i could care less about him moving forward but because of his relevancy into the story from that they followed them for would have been probably he since he was kind of the the uh the main person kind of uh pushing for all this stuff and and kind of triggered everything uh, would have been to see his involvement would have been even if I disagreed with what he was saying. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, so golf season well underway. John Rahm's dominating things right now. Uh, a lot of guys somewhere at the top. Scotty's still playing really well. Uh, we got the Players Championship, which is one of the bigger major tournament, uh, non-major tournaments. Um, so it'll be exciting to see um, who ends up winning that. Cam Smith won it last year. Um, so we'll see if someone else can, um, conquer TPC Sawgrass in the 17th. Um, head last of season three, last, last bit here. Uh, we've seen some trailers come out. What are your predictions for the upcoming season? 
I'm pumped. Uh, first of all, I'm just really excited for it to be back. Um, one of the best shows around. Um, I think it, I think we'll see a lot around Ted and Nate's relationship. Um, and Ted kind of like reeling him back in like he did with Jamie. Um, but I don't think it will be that easy. Um, I think West Ham beats, um, beats them pretty good. Um, in like one of the earlier games, but, um, it'll be interesting to see that relationship grow. I don't know if Ted ever gets fully gets him back. I don't, I don't think he does. I don't, I don't know if we have a win in that like sort of category to end this out. Um, will there be a fourth season? I think, no, I think they've kind of been saying this is it. Um, so does Richmond win the the title? No, I don't think they do. I don't think so either. No. And I, I think that's because it's never been about that. It's never been right. about that. Exactly. And I think that's what I was thinking of. I was reading into the last trailer. It's like, you can't always get what you want is very prominently. Um, well, that's the whole, that's the first two seasons. Yeah. And I think they'll, we're going to lean into that idea. And I think you might even see West Ham and, and Nate win the title. And like, maybe they lose like Richmond, like you said, they lose, but maybe it's for the title and Richmond loses. And I think it will be a, a wake up call for Nate where it's like, he gets everything he thinks he wants. Yep. And, you nailed it. and then it's more of Tet being there to be like, I'm supporting you no matter what. And I'm here and I'm proud of, I'm proud of what you've done kind of thing. I think you crushed it right there. I think that's going to be it. I think Nate will get everything he wants and Nate, he I thinks think he wants, I think he wants, and I think it's even earlier than the last episode and he's still empty. He's just yeah. still empty inside and, and we'll see like, He'll see Ted and be like, "Ah, Ted's crushed. Like I beat him." And it's gonna be like, "Hey, good game, Nate. I'm really proud of you. You did great." And it's gonna be like, "What the, what the shit?" Like, yeah. And maybe, maybe Ted and Coach Beard leave the team at the end of the season. Nate takes over Richmond. It'll be interesting to see how it ends. I'm curious. Those are some uh, initial ideas, but should be fun. Two weeks away. Looking forward to it. Uh, I gotta, I gotta build a. I'm building something for the upcoming season related to Ted Lasso, similar to the Office Christmas episode quiz that I did. So, All right, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, see if you can pass. Um, the Ted Lasso entrance school, uh, school of grammar entrance exam is what I'm calling it. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but anyways, we will touch base again soon. Um, and thanks for listening, everyone.